This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Fanny Pack, or and Bumbat. And Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. And we've got <laughs> a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Super Mario games. Oh, mm-hmm. those are my favorite Mario games. I know. They're some of the best Mario games ever made. We're going to talk about uh, some 8-bit adventures mm-hmm. that are getting new life on current platforms. But first... oh. Bummer news today, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm a little bit fired up. I don't mind telling you. Uh, Electronic Arts has announced it is shutting down Visceral Games, developer of Dead Spaces. But perhaps more importantly for us today, the forthcoming Star Wars game, the single-player narrative-driven Star Wars game that they've been working on for over four years. Whoa, really? They're shutting down that studio, and EA is now pivoting the development of that game, moving it to a whole other studio, uh, sounds like they're going to be turning it, turning it into a games-a-service Destiny-like. Destiny-esque or... They, they just like barely don't game. come out and say that, but they're talking about like market research. Like yeah. they, they put up a blog post that made it pretty clear that they don't want Uncharted, they want Destiny. And it's yes. also, we should say, as we're recording this, this is like breaking news. Yep. So just, um, yeah, you we, know, there's, there's more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, this is what we know so far. I wrote a poem about it. Here Already? I sit, brokenhearted. They canceled the Star Wars game like Uncharted. Wow. That's, That's really, really good. good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. I saw it's half of a rhyme I read on a bathroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that one. So That's where the bathroom wall had the thing about the Star Wars game that was like Uncharted. 
<laughs> so your your two line poem needs to come with a disclaimer, like inspired by yeah. this bathroom wall yes. writing. Yes. Yeah. That's what I saw one time. Disclosure: uh, Mitch Dyer, currently working a Star Wars game, wrote this bathroom <laughs> poem. <laughs> uh, EA Worldwide Studios executive vice president Patrick Sutherland released this statement about this uh, game, which is now indefinitely delayed. He said, "In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story based linear adventure game." God forbid. Yeah. That's the game, right? That's exactly what we want to play. <laughs> That's the game we want to play. And it's even weirder because even before all of this it was Star Wars 1313. So it's like exactly. it, it like oh, yeah. it's just pouring salt on the wound because like what? this was the successor to 1313. Well, you were the chosen one. <laughs> like that statement is so odd to me because it makes it sound like, you know, the, this giant team has been tinkering away for years, like, and then one day they're like, What? This is what you've been making? <laughs> yeah. Like a, a studio that makes single-player action-adventure games was assigned the task of making a single-player Star Wars action-adventure game, and then, lo and behold, it turns out it was shaping up to be a single-player... Like, can't they just add loot boxes and they'll be fine? Yeah. Of, it's like of, for all, of all the negatives you could you know, cite about a game that's been long in development, that it's like it's directionless, you know, it just turned out to be not much fun, or it's just a little too generic. It's like all these things, no, they just say, it's a single-player adventure game. Like, What? I mean, I think the the weird unwritten news here is what does this mean for Respawn's single-player Star Wars game that they, they quietly announced and then nothing's come of it? And then the second part is what does this mean for Anthem? Because Bioware is having its own trouble uh, and, and seems to have, like, they got rid of the team that worked on Andromeda and Bioware is getting smaller and smaller. Obviously, there's some kind of Dragon Age project in the works, but, like, I'm curious if this means that Anthem quietly just its tech well, yeah. goes into this instead yeah is there room for one publisher to have two big AAA games of services two big destinies out at the same time yeah it make any sense it's weird i i ea's in a weird spot right now because i, I mean, think does anthem become this game I mean, or do they share i don't yeah i don't know like i i feel like the bioware name right now is not as strong as it was so i don't know i i, I think the next three or four years for ea are going to be really interesting because like they announced a lot of Star Wars games all at once, and we haven't actually seen many of them come out. Yeah, we were talking about. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to look up the details before we came into scoop, but I'll I think, like, I think EA's Star Wars deal is ten years. Like, they, yeah. they, it's yeah. not like they get to make Star Wars games forever. They get to make them for ten years, and that was like three years ago that they signed that deal. Like, Galaxy of Heroes on mobile is a massive, tremendous hit that's made many, many tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, they're doing all right, but it, like. Even so, like it doesn't feel like that Star Wars license is going well for them. Yeah, let me let me I finish. Battlefront's a big hint too. Let me uh, uh, relay the complete statement from Patrick Sutherland of EA. He says, in its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. We will maintain these stunning visuals, authenticity in the Star Wars universe, and focus on bringing a Star Wars story to life. Importantly, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine and reimagining central elements of the game to give players a Star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. I mean, that all just screams it's a destiny. Like, you know, that, that's, that's at least what I read from that statement. Sure. Yeah, I mean, player agency means less Uncharted-like. You know, more player agency yeah. has more control over where you go and what you do. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, well, Battlefront's I mean, already a big 
multiplayer game. Exactly. So how is this going to distinguish itself from it? Will so it be got- a multiplayer game with these exact destiny style missions yeah i mean yes i yeah. think every publisher wants that right now i mean like i think like activision obviously so has that with destiny with i think ea wants that sooner rather than later you know they they want their destiny i think every publisher right now is kind of looking around i mean take two kind of has it with gta online in a weird way where that's not quite the same thing but it's like it's become their cash cow and i would imagine red dead has a very similar online mode yeah i mean everyone jokes about uh or like gta comes up it was the second best selling game last month right five years five again five years old everyone says everyone points to that's what happens when you let a team take as long as they want and make the game that they want and let don't compromise on price but that's not really true like it was the number two best selling game because of gta online you know not because Mm -hmm. of the strength of its five year old campaign yeah. i mean it certainly doesn't hurt it but yeah. that that gta online as sort of uh primitive as it was or um you know by today's standards five years ago it was revolutionary like um that's what sustained that game's life so um I, I don't know i like i don't feel like it needs to be baked into the dna of the game destiny style to keep your game at the, you know in the top 10 charts every month and keep people playing your game and you know buying microtransactions in it like it can be a separate experience to me like yeah, yeah and I, I think the most interesting and most telling part of all of this is that Amy Hennig's name does not appear anywhere in that post and the statement we got from EA is that they're in talks with her about if she'll continue but like none of that sounds good like to me that means they're just taking away the narrative focus from whatever she designs games that are amazing in that one sentence description type category yeah story based linear adventure games yeah Yeah. that's exactly what she does yeah the best in the world at it for my money yeah. I think she's just amazing at what she does. I mean, she's so amazing, so talented that she'd almost be like wasted on this. But my dream is that like she goes back to Legacy of Kane, <laughs> which is like such a step down, you know, like career wise. But like those for games were so amazing when she was working on them. And so selfishly, like I think that would be. It's, really- it's like- also like, I mean, it, it becomes this competitive thing where like this will mean like if she moves on from EA after this, like if this leads to Amy Hennig departing EA, that means it's been a very long time since she shipped a game. It would be since yeah. uh, Uncharted 3. 3, yeah. So I, I'm just really like, I, I think she, I, I totally agree with you, Sam. Like, I think she's brilliant. 10 years, right? Yeah. A couple years away from that being 10 years old. Crazy. Uncharted 3 was what, no. 20... Is it not? I'm not 11? Oh, no. Or 2012. Yeah, 2012, yeah, yeah. I have Uncharted 2. But still, I mean, by the time a game, a new game begins production, it would come up on 10 years probably. I mean, that's what's fascinating about this is if EA Vancouver is now starting a Star Wars game in the vein of Destiny, and if it isn't a continuation of what Visceral was doing, if it's a new game that they're starting now, by the time that thing comes out, like who even knows if the Destiny fad will be well, popular? Why, yeah, so I said this game has been in development over four years. Uh, and as part of the statement today, they said, while we had originally expected this game to launch late in our fiscal year 2019... Uh, that which would end in March of 2019. We're now looking at a new time frame that we will announce in the future. So it's like... That means 2020, fiscal 2021, probably? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, we're talking about the next decade that this game will be released in. Yeah. Uh, what a bummer. So it's easy to be alarmist, especially for someone like me who prefers single-player games, and I love Star Wars. But let's not forget, we have gotten some of the best single-player experiences of all time just this year, right, with uh, Breath of the Wild, with Horizon Zero Dawn. I know Sam and I are really enjoying Shadow of War. Justin, not so much, but I like Persona 5. Persona 5 is a single-player experience. Well, so it's not sh- like there are, are no more single-player games. Shadow well, of War is a have-your-cake-and-eat-it-too situation, yeah. which we can talk about a little bit more. I don't yeah. think. Well, I, I just think that doesn't mean that... I mean, it may, be, it may mean that a bunch of people looked at their expenses and were like, hey... These are the games that are costing us the most money. But at the same time, like we kind of set ourselves up for trouble here because last week we're all like, no loot boxes, 
no DLC that's meaningless, all this stuff. So maybe like this is kind of a uh, a reaction to that on the publisher side, where it's like if we can't sell these things with single player games. We're going to sell them anyway because we're going to make different games. Wait, you yeah. said yeah. no loot boxes? Okay, we're canceling Star Wars yeah. and we're going to fill the game with <laughs> yeah. loot boxes. Well, and I mean, that's the crazy thing is like if you make an Uncharted style game, you're looking at like five million units. If you can make a successful Destiny game, maybe you still only sell those five million units, but right. then people are continuing to pour time and money into it for three, four, five years. Yeah, you get you what? get you get two hundred and fifty thousand people that are willing to give you you know eighty bucks a year yep. in you know GTA cash. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, I have a theory, uh, EA in particular has struggled as of late with its single-player games. Mm -hmm. Mass Effect Andromeda, Titanfall 2 was great, but it didn't like match the sales expectations they were going for. Well, it's absolutely a multiplayer-centric game. Last year, last year they also had Mirror's Edge, too. So I wonder if this is just EA seeing, you know, we're struggling with our single-player efforts. And especially down on our multiplayer. But that game's four years in development too. It's like, yeah. man, just just finish it and put it out, and then then revisit. Well, that. and it's also like you said, like like why did like why would they hire Visceral and why would they hire Amy Hennig to do this project if that's, that's not what, what they wanted? That statement that it makes them sound so surprised that this project was shaping up to be. I'm like, what <laughs> are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm fascinated to see what this means for Respawn. I really am. I I really wonder if their game now. Just gets canceled, or if it mm. very if it just becomes this game, or a, a, and also EA Vancouver, such an interesting pick because that's like where when I think EA Vancouver, I think sports like that's yeah. FIFA, that's NHL, like that team, oh, really? like they made a Need for Speed game, like they're just not that's not like a powerhouse that I would think of for Star Wars. It, it's a major EA hub, but they're not this multiplayer though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, it's tough. The business of making games is very, very challenging. Uh, th the name of the game is do whatever you can to stop people from trading in your game. Like, if you sell someone a game and you're a game publisher, you have to get them to hold on to that game for, like, you know, two, three, four weeks at least. Um, because otherwise, every copy that's traded in and sold used is a copy that you don't get any credit in for. The, in the launch window, yeah. And so, you know, that's where, like, a game like Destiny is that taken to the extreme of, like, you know, there's dozens of reasons to hold on to that game for weeks and months but even other games with you know free dlc like uh the uh, educational mode coming to assassin's creed you know post-launch yeah. that's not always you know and i'm not accusing ubisoft of anything but that's not always just because oh it's not quite done they need another week or two to polish it but like there's these deliberate drops of content to keep you holding on to your game and keep it uh the value of it increasing for you over time i really wonder what this means for battlefront 2's campaign like we haven't that game is very soon and like people want like john boyega famously tweeted like i wish this game had single player and they did it and so now i'm like is that campaign the star wars campaign we've been waiting for or does ea just want that to be a multiplayer game with a few hours of single player in it like I, i'm really if ea is leaning away from single player games it's going to be really interesting watching what happens to a lot of their franchises not even just star wars yeah the fact that they've shown us so little of the campaign makes me guess it's probably on the shorter side yeah i agree it's, it's, and battlefield's campaigns normally are too yeah it's so fascinating to me that out of all the big, you know, powerhouse publishers that Ubisoft is the example of, like, they have a stable of games as a service, like Division was so-so. But, you know, they launched a game, and that was the product they wanted to make. But they also do single-player games, and they also do kind of hybrid games that are, like, single-player, but also have, like, interesting online interactions. And yeah. and they have really long tails. Like, For Honor is hitting, I think it's third season of content, and, yeah, like, Rainbow and like Six Siege has Rainbow so Six, many new like, operators still coming. launched in a so-so state, but they stuck with, and then, yeah. you know, the audience rewarded 
rewarded them. Um, you know, out of all the publishers, they're the one that really seems to understand. You know, but then you have games like Rabbids that are like, we're just going to make a great offline experience. Yeah, yeah for sure. M- my favorite irony in all of this is that at E3, EA announced single player campaigns for all their sports games. So like Madden has that really cool like Friday Night Lights style, mo- style yeah. mode and like yeah. FIFA brought back the journey. <laughs> and it's so funny that like those games get single player and Star Wars can't. <laughs> uh, did where does Dead Space go from here? Well, so that's it's dead. Yeah. yeah. I that's mean, not, so it's, I was also going to point out, it's sad to see Visceral close because yeah. they did yeah. Dead Space 1 and 2 are both really, really good, I think. Uh, but then they were kind of, I mean, Dead Space 3 was, uh, for me, a little bit ruined with, you know, kind of uh, funky new game mechanics that didn't need to be in there at all. You also hit that weird, like, modern warfare Titanfall thing where, like, a lot of the Dead Space team has actually moved on and they're yeah. at Sledgehammer. And so you don't really have the core team there anymore yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, the Visceral, we should point out that uh, that studio closing means many, many lost jobs. Yeah. And EA says that they're going to, you know, relocate and redistribute people throughout the org as they can. But it's super sad, like, it's super sad to see, you know, any big AAA studio like that close. Like, that is developers out of work. Yep. Yeah. Dead Space was such a good, uh, like, Resident Evil 4 follow-up. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, sure. they, they clearly love that game. I love that game. And they, like, took it to space and limited your resources and had the same kind of feel to the combat. Like, just to eulogize that game for a second, it was it was yeah. a blast. I love Dead Space. I agree. And th- that team was super talented. And I think they were maybe excited to make Dead Space 2 because that got even better. But I think there was a lot less excitement yeah. around Dead Space 3. 2. was just more action than less horror, I think. The uh, crafting stuff was cool, but that was... Yeah. <laughs> the last game Visceral shipped was Battlefield Hardline, mm. a game ah. that people easily forget about, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, De- and Visceral also did Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think is a totally that. average game, but just like it's a very interesting note in video game history, the whole like controversy. and There's the a cliffhanger at the end, the so we'll never know what happened. The publicity yeah. around that game. I'm well, and aware. Hardline was another one where they tried to do a cinematic like movie style campaign. Which one? Which one? Battlefield Hardline. Hardline, yeah. 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 I just had never thought about Visceral's history pre Dead Space. I just don't. Ever they were a, they were EA Redwood Shores. I was gonna say they they've been around for many years, but after the success of Dead Space, I think they rebranded them as Visceral. Mm. Hmm. I can see elements of Dante's Inferno and Dead Space. Like there's yeah. a, a big boss that's gluttony. And it's just this like this pile of flesh that's like, walking of gross, around, and like that's exactly that what game. those like yeah. uh, what are they called necromorphs? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah I think so. Good stuff. Anyway, bummer news, uh, but we will continue following in any new uh, developments in the uh, visceral shutdown and whatever this Star Wars game ends up being. Now, in happier news, Ooh. in just two weeks, we will be getting a new Super Mario game. Oh, boy. Yay. You guys. Mama mia. Ready. <laughs> uh, I have to finish all these other games first. It's been a long time. I mean, 3D World didn't do it for me, so. I loved 3D World, Really? Too. I think yeah. 3D World's amazing. I like them all. Uh, well, it's funny you bring up these other Super Mario games because uh, the folks at Metacritic actually ranked every Super Mario game based on its review score. And I think it's an interesting list that we can... Uh, what about Super Mario Land games? So there's, they there's, can't go back to NES, though, right? They do go back to NES, yeah. Oh, whatever right. whatever reviews they're, they're scrounging up for those early games. <laughs> yeah. What, just from, like, the <laughs> like Denver Gazette? <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, there was one outlet that reviewed it. No, because uh, every, basically every modern outlet re-reviewed it when it came to Virtual Console. So you have IGN and GameSpot reviews for uh, those early games. So there's, I think there's been 20 Super Mario games... <coughs> And uh, there's a tie for 19th, uh, 19th place. Okay. Who, what, so what do you think the bottom? Wait, wait. They're all Super Mario something. Yeah, Super Mario yeah. something. Yeah. So, so the bottom two games are tied. And the new Super Mario Brothers are in there. And I'll yeah. tell you. And I'll tell you the score is 77. So that's, new, that's like the all right. New Super Mario bottom's got to be New Super Mario Brothers two. No, I think bottom's got to be. I like. No, two. I feel like lost levels. Ooh, yeah. 
Well, that's like, the worst Mario game. Like, I don't know the Metacritic reviewing yeah, old games. Justin's right. So it's oh, Lost cool. Levels and right. New Super Luigi U. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Luigi yeah. is really good. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, think made it, it got dinged harder. for just being like, you know, DLC or whatever. Those, like, those are the bottom ranked uh, Super Mario games. But, you know, out of 20 games, if yeah. the worst, worst you ever one. did was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like almost <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Lost Levels is pretty good. I want to come to Luigi U's defense here. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Cool. I mean, I understand like if someone just said, oh, it's unnecessary DLC and you don't need to get it, you know, seven and a half out of ten. Like fair enough. But like it's really clever DLC. It takes existing levels and makes them a lot harder and you play them in a different way. I don't know. I, I think I, it was, and it was about theme. collecting three things instead of just getting through the level. I, I think ultimately like like the, the original DS New Super Mario Brothers is Amazing, mm-hmm. and the Wii one with like the bubbles and the multiplayer stuff was amazing. But once they got to the Wii U version and Luigi U and the second, the 3DS one, it was just too many. I have a hard time. So there's four. Maybe we're just gonna get through this. But there's four new Super Mario yeah. Brothers, yeah. and well, then we'll there's DLC. Yeah. And I actually get, I conflate them in my head. I get them mixed. There's up. more than that. No, there's two on DS, one on Wii, one on Wii U, right? No, there's DS, Wii, Wii U, and 3DS. Oh, that's what I meant. Two handheld yeah. and two. 3DS. Yeah. The 3DS so, one's bad. I, so, hold on. Yeah. The 3DS <laughs> one's the bad one. Yeah. In three, in 17th place <laughs> is New Super Mario Bros. 2 for yeah. 3DS. Is that the coin? Well, the that's the, the, yeah, all the That's gold. the one I didn't even... That's the only, like, core Mario game. That one's super bought. cool. It has these, like, downloadable yeah. levels that are based in Super Mario Bros. 3 land. Ooh. And they're only, like, run... I think they're like, you have to run through them. It's really fun. Well, I, I mean, love it's, that. It's exactly what Dan was saying. It's like, it's a bad Mario game. It's still a really good game. But it's yeah. like, that, that game is just like... It was the fourth time they had done that same formula. It's not super exciting anymore what's well, crazy like mario was one of those things like zelda where i can't believe that more people don't try to copy it like there's not that many people just making straight up platformers like everyone super always lucky does, still. Like, yeah everyone does like platformers with a twist or like it's like this but they put some spin on it like i think that mario is just in this unassailable position where like yeah. Nintendo's so dominant that no one except maybe rayman wants to try to make a traditional platformer Number uh, tied for seventeenth place, while well, with also seventy eight is Super Mario Land, mm. for the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. The I like or- that game. The original Mario. I like Land that game. Well. It's, it's got good those music. Weird tiny sprites and the so tiny, Goombas. but it has a shooter between every platformer level, yeah. and it takes place. <laughs> oh, yeah. It takes place on Earth, oh not God. in the Mushroom Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, it's I feel like Daisy. the Land games are like all over the place. Like yeah. those are like that's like the weird like non. It's like the the Zelda CDI games where you just kind of forget about them. Well, all the Zelda handheld games are the same way. They're really kooky. Yeah. Like Link yeah. to the Past is, or I mean, Link, uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. Link's oh yeah, yeah. Super started weird. the trend. Of, yeah, like Yoshi's in it. Yeah, because Link's Awakening, you yeah, and that's true. And you can steal stuff from the shop and everything. Getting into the, the person that fell in love with a goat. Getting into yeah. the 80s, number 16 would be Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins mm-hmm. that has an 80. Yeah. 15 would be Super Mario Brothers 2. The second one on NES. That has an 81. Hmm. Lucas M. I'm just Thomas. gonna turn this on its head. That's the best one. It's uh, the best Mario game. Lucas M. Thomas of IGN yeah. says the American Mario 2 is still a lot of fun and it inspired several aspects of future Super Mario titles. The history of Mario, you know, obviously everyone knows this was Doki Doki Panic in Japan, then was brought over, you know, was reskinned as a Mario game for the US, which Two things. One, I've never played Doki Doki Panic. Like, I'm really curious about how it's different or how it's like an Arabian themed game. Yeah, yeah. like because like it's Nights. mostly just a reskin now. Well, because for years I thought that they well, just swapped out the characters and put a Mario characters, yeah, but there's not. It's different. Yeah, the white jump physics shells. are different and stuff. Yeah, the game's remixed, so I'm really curious to go back and play Doki Doki yeah. someday. Yeah, but I also think it's interesting that you know Shy Guys and other parts of that game have carried on through the decades. But we're introduced in this American like reskin. It's crazy. It's really cool. I think when that game came out, it was probably the best game in the world. Probably Super Mario Brothers Two. Well, 
It just got trounced after it. I mean, well, that so, game was incredible. I, I couldn't have been more excited about a game. It was so perfect in every way. But we didn't know that there was going to be games that were even better. All right, 14 is New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, that has an 84. I thought you already named that one. No, I, I, miss, uh, I, I, use, I read the quote out too early. Mm. Number 13 is the original Super Mario Brothers. That's an 86. Wow. Mm-hmm. So do you think the original Super Mario Brothers is like right in the middle of all the Super Mario games? It's, it's just how argument. you rank them, you know? Yeah, it's this argument we have every time we ever do a list, which is like, yeah. are Pokemon Red and Blue the ones you pick? Or like Mario Galaxy 1? Or do you pick the ones that came later that the couldn't era, have existed do without? You, do you measure them by in the era in which they came out? Yeah. Or yeah. by, you know, 2017 standards? What people need to understand about Mario 1 is that when that game came out, like Pitfall was like the stand, like you jump and go, and like it was single screen and like clunky and terrible and like Mario was so smooth and had these big scrolling levels and had secrets and you could jump above the stage and like nothing had been like that before yeah. like that game invented like just the mind blowing nature of it at that time and like, it repopularized all video games it was it's the most important video game ever made uh number 12 is new super mario brothers wii with an 87 See that one I remember. Like I said, I get these mixed that up. That one in had my the head. red box. That was the yeah. first one that had the four player. In the bubbles, yeah, exactly. Because New Super Mario Brothers on DS was like revolutionary and awesome. Yeah. That was such a cool thing for when them it to introduce. brought back 2D Mario, which we didn't think was going to happen. Which is like so funny because now we're all like, oh, stop with the 2D Mario. <laughs> but like at the time, it was really cool. But then the Wii one, like that's the one I remember playing like in college because I was like, like as a four player like local co op game, it was amazing. Yeah, my wife and I played it. Yeah. And so many games have stolen that bubble mechanic. Like Rayman shamelessly stole that in like Rayman Legend. And I also, it's one of those things where you can't trust gamers to want what they think they want. Like for decades, people have been like, just let us both play together. But then you're bopping into each other yeah. and you're like, get out. Like it's not <laughs> actually that fun. Like it's fun in like a chaotic way, but it's never like the ideal. Like we just all learned that, oh, yeah. this is actually not fun really to progress through this game in the same way that it is played the, by yourself. All those new Super Mario games really streamlined how a 2D Mario game works that I think to its detriment, they add three coins, which are cool because you explore and there's secrets and the levels are hard to, yeah. to solve, right? And you're getting to the end of the level, but they're not uh, XY levels. They're just one long level. Yeah. You get through it fast. There may be a little bit of an extra area to explore or a path, but like compare that to Mario World or uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, where it's like each world just sp- like can sprawl in one direction you don't expect. Yeah, because Mario World is like the secret exits and like yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, I just I think those games like really simplified and ruined Mario for all for. I think this era. Well, and I think the biggest sin of the 2D games is just their art is kind and of the 3D I mean, models. They're so I mean, bad. I don't like the 3D models either. Uh, I was going to say them. abhorrent, which is really? too strong. Wow. I love that art style. I want really? like oh, I was like it's so it looks generic. Like yeah. It looks like a Dude, it looks like a show. I was so excited when they put it in Link Between Worlds. Like I was hoping they were going to yeah. do because they did Link Between Worlds. They did new Yoshi's story. And they did new Super Mario Brothers. I wanted new Super Metroid so badly. Like, I'm obviously glad that we got the Samus Returns remake, but man, I wanted that like 3D sprite, 2D gameplay so bad. I think, I, like, if you, I think if new That's Super what Mario Metroid Brothers, Samus Returns is, yeah, I mean, yes, in particular, the first new Super Mario Brothers, this one you just named, right? New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Oh, one yeah. the The DS one, you know, had Mini Mario and it had secrets. It had a whole yeah. secret world and secret exits. Like, that game's really clever. That game's incredible, the yeah. The platforming in that game, I think, is it's right up there with World Mario 3, in my opinion. You know, Sam, sounds like you disagree, but the art... The, I, you're talking about the DS one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one. I People like that one I better. can't get past <clears throat> the generic art. It's there's no style it. or yeah. and we were all upset at the world map when it came out too. That's yeah. my Mario. 
<laughs> Nothing but respect this, like, for cool, my Mario. It's not like a cool <laughs> island chain you explore. It's like one, two, three, four. Yeah. One, two, uh, three, four. Yeah. Number 11 is Super Mario Maker. Ooh, yeah. You know what? Like, I, I feel like this game, it is so unfortunate that it was trapped on the Wii U yeah. and that the 3DS version is as limited as it is because for so long, I was going home and just doing 100 Mario Challenge. Like, I would go home and just play random levels. And I'm like, I loved Little Big Planet. I loved Mod Nation Racers. Like, I like games with a creative element. Even though I'm not creative, I just like playing other people's stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm there with you. And man, some of like the, the cool like speedrun mechanics people made with Mario Maker and some of like the cool, um, what's that old. The the before Mario Maker was official, there was that old like super hard. <laughs> no, there's like a Mario like a custom emulation PC tool that people yeah, used to make super we, hard. Uh, uh, yeah. Kozai or something. I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but we used to watch YouTube videos of like these exactly. levels that people make, which are just like I mean, a big Kaizo Mario. Mario Kaizo, yeah, but that's they were made yeah. by hand. Yeah, yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like it yeah. used to be like that, and like those are still probably mm -hmm. better than any Mario Maker. But this is the closest approximation to that, and I it's mean, so cool. Added to the list of games, I can't wait to be reannounced for Switch. Like, yeah. Oh my god, yes. And it's on 3DS but with no shit. Yeah, but the 3DS one, like, it misses all the online components and everything's random. You can't, like, pick a set level. That's yeah. a bad idea. I don't think that would count as my Super Mario series. I know it's super in the name, but if Super Mario Paint was super, would that be included? It's not. It's Mario Paint. It's Mario Paint. I know. I'm <laughs> just saying. At number just nine, Super Superman 64. <laughs> it's Super Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, no. is Super Mario Kart included? No, it's not in it. It's, it's not one of the not platformers. Uh, this isn't the brothers. I don't know. This is the plumbing series. You're talking about the race driving yes, series. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number ten is New Super Mario Brothers DS, the original. It has an 89. Underrated game. Craig yep. Harris of IGN <laughs> said, "Before New Super Mario Brothers entered my life, Yoshi's Island was to me the greatest platformer ever created. Mm -hmm. That title may now have to go to New Super Mario Brothers." Whoa. I, I think I disagree. I was so ready to defend this game. That might be a little. <laughs> like that might be a little extreme. I mean, I'm telling you, if that game had Mario World style art, it would be beloved as like an, as a classic. Or a map screen, or there's a bunch of things that's missing. It was such an early DS game, too. Like, that wasn't... Or was it... I remember playing that. No, I guess it was no, post-DS Lite, actually. Yes, it was yeah. pretty far along. Exactly. Yeah. Super Mario 64 DS. Yeah. That was really That thumb strap. Here we go. The final nine. We get into the 90s. Uh, the top nine highly rated Super Mario games of all time. Number nine is Super Mario 3D Land. On 3DS. Yes. <clears throat> that, that one... I, 3D I like World 3D perfected it, but... Uh, man, I, 3D Land, another one at the time, I was like... It blew my mind that that... Yeah. Like that sold me on 3D on the yeah, 3DS, yeah, yeah. and it was so far along. That was the first game I played in 3D. The 3D was great. Yeah, I don't think the 3DS is like an ideal place to play a 3D platformer with yeah. the controls. I like, 3D I like the Land game more than 3D World. I wonder if I'm alone in that. I think you're alone in that. Number eight is Super Mario Sunshine. That is a 92. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm surprised that's that high. I mean, I'm surprised it's like high. It's that much higher above so many other Mario. It's games. definitely sort of the like forgotten sibling in that like because like when you compare that to like sixty four and but now Galaxy, Odyssey is in that you know it's a, it's a Sunshine sequel. Yeah, yeah, as it should be. I think I think Sunshine. I also think I'll that was Sunshine. the first Mario since Mario sixty four. Like we get Mario games all the time now. Like we're in a really wonderful time for that. But that wasn't always the case. Like it was like six years between them. I think what Odyssey and Sunshine. And, or? And Sunshine. Odyssey and Sunshine. Excuse me, uh, Sunshine and sixty four. That's what mm. I meant. Uh, yeah, ninety. Anyway, there was this big, big gap, and so I think critics. That sounds right. Critics were so hard up for a Mario game that yeah. um, 
Yeah, the, the Metacritic reads a little high to me. How insane is it that that was, that was the last truly open 3D Mario? I know. That years. seems impossible to me. That's crazy. Uh, number seven, Super, new, or Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U. Yeah. Which I like a lot. Justin doesn't like There's funny characters in it. I was bored. Cat Mario is in there. Cat Mario. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I love Cat Mario. Strange noise, noise <laughs> yeah. just noise. occurred. You guys heard that too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tied for number five are Super Mario World and 64. Nice. Those both have a 94. Amazing. Now, like, amazing. what's above those two? Well, Super Mario 64 is my second no. favorite game of all time. Yeah, who is rating these? So the average ended up 94. Either everybody gave it a 94, yeah. or, or some, some people gave it a 90. And some, or a 90. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four is Yoshi's Island. Oh, wow. Too high. 96. You think that's... I love Yoshi's world, Island. Is the world better than... Yeah, Yoshi's I would Island. never put your island above. World and are both better than Yeah, Yoshi's I agree with that. This is a really arbitrary list, because it doesn't include the Yoshi's Island sequels. That's true. <laughs> they don't have Super Mario <laughs> <laughs> title. That uh, barely did. Tied for number two are both galaxies. Two, Galaxy and Galaxy Two both have a ninety-seven. I mean, it's wow. the eternal debate, right? Like all, all other things being equal, Galaxy Two is better, right? Like yeah. more interesting hub world, and yeah. but like it just doesn't feel like it felt like a really fancy expansion pack. Right? Yeah. So it's always really tough. Like anytime you're in a situation where you have to try to put one above the other, it's like nah, you know you can't really do it. Also, I realized I said New Yoshi's story earlier. I meant New Yoshi's Island. You know I apologize. You it's okay. Uh, and, of course, that leaves number one. That's three. three. Mario yeah, 3. Has yeah. to be Super Mario Bros. 3. And so IGN I, gave that the number one game of all time, right? I think so. Yeah, Yeah, we but did. now but it'll then, switch out. But the, then we're, this is world. a spoiler. We're about to publish the top ten Mario games in world is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just different groups of people here. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm playing... So for years, years, I'm like, Mario World. Mario World's obviously the best Mario. It's got all the secret exits. It's got a star road. It's got the more skillful flying. Um, but I'm playing through World now in the SEN, it's classic, and I think I've changed my mind. I think three, first of all, it's bigger. It's got like 20 or 30 more levels. It feels like you're going on more of an adventure. Like each world is so distinct and unique in a way that Mario World's I don't know, like Donut Land doesn't feel that different than like Dinosaur Land, whereas like, uh, you know, the big island um, and like at the end of that game, you have a whole slew of like dark levels with the angry sun and like world doesn't really feel as epic. Um, I completely agree. I think I just, world is like a, a little bit kiddier version of yeah. Super Mario. And world, world is also easier. It's you also know, totally it's is three has more skillful platforming. Absolutely, in it. I was better secrets. I was an SNES kid, not an NES kid. Like I never yeah. owned my own NES, so like I played like my like first real Mario game yeah. was World, and so it's weird because I didn't play three until much later, mm -hmm. and so it's interesting because like I came to three after having played World. And I think that hurt the way, I, like, oh, as sure. a kid, yeah, I was I'm like, oh, sure. it doesn't look as good or whatever. But they're like, the, I think Raccoon Mario is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I really think, like, Tanuki, all the suits are like yeah. super great that in that game. Boot. And the other, you get a cap. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I World, know. to be clear, World is Arcade, one of the best, you know, 2D platformers ever made. It's just for me, it's probably no one listening cares. But for me, like, <laughs> World being better than three is like a part of my, like, gamer identity. That's like an opinion I've held on to for now you're decades. Question your whole yeah, idea. like, <laughs> I think, like, I need to go back and play three now because I haven't played either of these games in like a decade, you know? So now I need to go back and play three. But what um, makes them both great, though, is that you can fly, and that's a major part of the game. <laughs> yeah. And you Seriously, go like, the, the levels break when you fly them, and it's so cool yeah. what they hide in the ghost houses and world is just as clever as anything in three yeah. 
And three, three is a whole world where you go up into the clouds, yeah. go on a big adventure in there, yeah. and come back down. Like world, you start in a world and yeah. then you go in the clouds. Yeah, world, yeah. world just doesn't have really as much funny. stuff like that. Three it also has feel that as wild or adventurous. There's also those arcane conspiracy theories about three being like a, a show like that doesn't actually take place. Yeah, it's, it's like a stage, stage play. play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't Everything think that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's yeah. super true. Yeah. yeah. Each level ends with you coming off stage. What's well, the it, conspiracy it looks about? Like a set. Why did why when you beat Mario World in that special way? Why does everything get weird masks and change? Yeah, yeah it weird. is crazy. It's the yeah. strangest twist. And there's the, the different colored Yoshis. I, I will give World credit for having weird arcane secrets in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, any actual keys with keyholes. Yeah, it's great. Love that stuff. Well, we are only two weeks away from the next Super Mario game. Yeah, Very we're excited. all taking a month off work to play it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I am so like. I think there there are Mario people and there are Zelda people, and it's like I think gun to my head, I'm more of a Zelda person than a Mario person, but just barely. Like there's nothing like having a new Mario game coming is so exciting to me, and I put 200 plus hours into Zelda already. Like I'm so excited to do that in a new Mario. I became less of a Zelda person every game after Wind Waker, probably yeah, sure until Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild put yeah. me back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think like I'm such an insane completionist. I'm so excited to get all those. Weird power yeah. moons. It'll probably be more fun than the Korok. I yes. will say, I agree. it'll definitely be more fun than the Korok. I played the Odyssey I love demo the three times now, maybe. You know, once at E3 and twice at Comic Con. And I, Mario's movement, it, I, I have a hard time getting him to do what I want him to do. Like, Whoa, it's really? just odd. You need, like, a, you need a jetpack. It's really hard for me to articulate. <laughs> I can recommend like, a game for you. It doesn't feel quite as like tight as like in a Super Mario 64. It feels a little bit looser and a little bit floatier. So, wow. I, so I, it's I'm weird sure we have a speedrunner on staff, Mark, who's actually working on a piece that'll go up uh, shortly after this episode about speedrunning Mario 64, yeah. he says that that uh, Odyssey is slower, and that Mario is physically slower in that game. I do think, like, the space What's up is, with that? I mean, it, it is. It's going back to that sunshine. Is sunshine's... he holding down the B button? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is, there is a, a run, run button, button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think in Odyssey, I don't know, the minute I picked up the controller at E3, like, from second one, I was just like, I'm going to do triple jump. And I did triple jump, and I was like, this game's perfect. Because it's like, it, it. I don't know, at least for me, having not played Mario 64 in a long time, it felt spot on. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, it's hard. You know, we the, the demo, for people that don't know, is a 10-minute time demo. Then it ends and kicks you out. And then, you know, if there's not someone in line behind you, you can play again. So 10 minutes is an allowed, crowded environment. Not a great way to experience a game. I'm sure I'm going to get it and after 30 minutes be adjusted. But Did they let you do it with the pro controller? Because I did one did we ever, Did you go to the room round. where we all played together? Yeah. Did we? I don't think we ever told that story. It's kind of a QD three story, but oh, we no, got like E3. we got as many people as possible into a room at E three because like we we have appointments. We can play with you know Nintendo, uh, and I think it was for like four people. But at least twenty IGN people showed up. Video, <laughs> all these people that you know like just wanted to play Mario, and the lines are too long. So they they brought us upstairs and like you know Miyamoto's like just sitting in a room right there, right? You know when you go upstairs behind the the scenes, and they got all of IGN people. They let us all sit. On the floor and like one of their little meeting rooms. That's cute. And on the couches and chairs, and then they like they could barely close the door. It was like super hot in there. And then everybody just passed the controller around for like two minutes play sessions. Uh, the whole staff was that the was split Joy Cons? Uh, no, it was a uh, I think it was a pro controller. So I do think was I really was playing great. on split Joy Cons, and like it's hard for me to play games that way, even though it's the exact same as when the controller is brought together. Like yeah. this just feels more natural than this. And that is the way I played at all my demos. So that may actually be why the game felt a little weird to me. And the weird thing for me is like I have never my Joy Cons have never come off of my Switch. Like yep. I play it like it's a Vita. Same. Like so I'm 
I want to play it that way because I've played it every way but that. Yep. I played the Pro Controller and I played Split Joy-Con. That's what like uh, the Switch, I, I keep having these like moments, these like light bulb moments where it's like, oh yeah, this console's portable. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I'm playing Picross right now, but it doesn't feel revolutionary that that's a portable game I can take wherever. Like I haven't had that feeling of like, I can't believe I'm playing this on the go since Zelda. Like, cause like Stardew Valley doesn't give me that. What feeling. about Mario Rabbids? Like, I didn't play that. Yeah, Mario Rabbids. So, like, like Steam World didn't give me that feeling. Like, those are all excellent games, but they don't feel remarkable to be taking with you. And so, and they were on portable platforms already. And so, I'm excited for uh, Mario to bring that feeling back of like that magic of like I'm getting the same experience yeah. on the go. I think Cart and Rabbids do that too. But yeah, it's it, that's a really good point. It's absolutely an amazing console game to have on your Christmas travels or whatever. This I mean, year. nothing cool. nothing has topped Zelda yet in the holy crap, this is portable realm, and I think Mario might finally be the one that like makes you, yeah. hey, by the way, you have this on the go. I can't wait to play Skyrim. I think that's Yeah, really Skyrim, that's a good point, actually. Uh, really quick, I know we're running along in this. I just want to give a shout-out. There's nothing to do with anything but to Golf Story, which is, yeah. I, I am just right at the end. Story. I'm so close to beating it. I'm like at the final, final, final tournament, and that game, like it's been my buddy on the last few, fl- last few flights I've taken. I just love it. It's, it's such a charming, good game. Wait, you like Earthbound, but you also like Golf Story? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I still need to play Golf Story. Uh, you, but s- you would love it. Speaking of upcoming Switch games, we have a release date for Doom. Yay. That arrives on Switch on November 10th. Scoop. 60 bucks. Uh, six, is it 60 bucks? I didn't yeah. see that, but it's also isn't, isn't it like a week before Skyrim. Yep. I'm well, so I wanted to point out, you yeah. know, so of course we're getting Mario on October 27th, but then the releases just are going to continue into November because uh, November 10th with Doom is the same day we get Snipper Clips Plus. Ooh. But then uh, Sonic Forces is on uh, November 7th with L- Persona 5 DLC, even in the Switch version. What's the Oh, no. L.A. Noir arrives on November 14th. I wow. literally forgot that was coming. Yeah. And then there's Skyrim on the 17th. And then on the first is Xenoblade. On the first on of December, December is Xenoblade, yeah. God. Sonic forces his way into stores. Yeah. Did you get that <laughs> press release yet? <laughs> no, it's coming. No, it's I coming. promise. <laughs> I, I'm excited for Spider-Man to swing his way into PS4 next year, too. Yep. Man, that's so, like, it's almost like be careful what you wish for. Because, like, with Wii U, I was like, literally give me any game. And now with yeah. Switch, I'm just like, there are too many games. <laughs> Have you played Stardew Valley? Uh, no, I need to. Dude, you got to get it on Switch. If you miss that game on PC and, like, other plat- like PS4. I know, I want it. Is that yeah, a retail code, package? Do you know? Stardew? Yeah. No, they said it's coming later. It's only physical right now. Well, I I'm think guessing they said do, they were looking into it. I think they'll do limited run. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Ooh, that'd yeah. be cool. That'd be a good one. And then coming late this month to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam uh, is a collection of three 8-bit point-and-click adventure games that I can't even believe <laughs> are being collected and released on... And they were today. developed by the same studio? Yeah, they were all developed from the same studio back yeah. in the day. So we've talked about Shadowgate a lot recently on here on Game <laughs> Strangely, that was yeah, uh, uh, that was a Twenty Questions game recently. It was one of my favorite games from my childhood, mm-hmm. and now they're, I can't believe it. They're they're making an eight bit adventure anthology, mm-hmm. and it is coming out this month on PS4, Xbox One, wow. and Steam. It includes Shadowgate, Deja Vu, and Uninvited. The people have spoken. I mean, yeah. I feel like this was crazy. a joke press release someone just sent to you. Yeah. <laughs> So Deja Vu had a cover in Nintendo Power. I remember that one. I mean, I can't believe there's been a whole cover on it. The Unavided, I don't, I don't really know what that is. It's the same same type of point. You move your cursor around the screen, click yeah. on objects, say open door, pick yeah. up X, you know, use X on the skeleton. Uh, I don't I know. Mean, it's a collection of three NES. I mean, so even I don't want to. It's cool that these NES games are coming to PS4 and Xbox yeah, One. That's really cool. I don't want to. 
bag on this collection. Like it's super cool. But if it's ten dollars, even that's almost too much to pay for like, th- you know, three NES games that oh. people aren't really asking for. Yeah. It's so funny. Like I would love to put a list together of the the Nintendo games because like there's like so many in Rare Replay that came to Xbox One. And Disney then there afternoon. was like Disney Afternoon. There was those uh, Star Wars games that if you bought it, if you pre-ordered right. Battlefront on PS4, Super you got Nintendo. Super Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, you, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's there's really like cool. Super Star Wars came weird... to PlayStation, which yeah. was like the weirdest thing. Yeah, that's really. I, I I just find it fascinating how many like Nintendo versions of games have made their way to like other consoles. Shadowgate is so cool. Times. You are exploring uh, this like mysterious castle all by yourself. And you carry a torch with you, and your torch is always running out of flame. You have to relight it, or else you're going to be in the dark. And literally, it's a point-and-click adventure game where you have to fumble around in the dark. And there's all these cool monsters that you encounter, and the game has kind of a morbid sense of humor. They'll kill you in really like fun ways and kind of laugh at you. <laughs> and it has an awesome soundtrack. So uh, if you have never checked out Shadowgate, this will be a really cool way to do it. I'm excited. Uh, the DSi shop is going offline, by the yeah. way, pretty mm, soon. Wow. Or no, not yeah. DSi, excuse me. Uh, the Wii, yeah. the Wii, the Wii eShop. The Wii yeah. eShop is going offline. The virtual console. And, um, I bring it up because you mentioned like Nintendo games that are spread all around, but like more fascinating to me, I've talked about it on the show before, is uh, games that are like kind of trapped on yeah. like one platform. Like, you know, Aladdin on the Genesis or Super Nintendo will never be in any game collection ever again because, you know, one company developed it and another one published it based off a of Disney property and like, no one really owns that. Well, Disney Afternoon anymore. Collection did just happen. Yeah, but I know. I know your point that you're making, yeah. and there's stuff. Sure, that I shouldn't say forever. never, but there's definitely games that you know, whether for legal reasons they're trapped or just because there's not a lot of interest. Like mm-hmm. there are games that are exclusive to the Wii eShop that when that shuts down, they're just gone. I know. Like, uh, maybe we'll get like a Wii eShop collection, like in uh, 20 years. Some yeah. of them are like small, weird indie games, but there's like I really, there's a really love. Adventure. There's Castlevania, and I loved uh, Final Fantasy, My Life as a King. Oh, yeah. I love that game, too. (laughs) Man. And they made a a sequel, My Life as a Dark Lord. There was a Blaster Master before the Switch one. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm so mad that Nintendo just hasn't put out Virtual Console. Just put it out with all that stuff. I think they did a Gradius game, too, from that, like a Rebirth. There there were several Konami Rebirth games on there. We need to do Konami Rebirth. That's right. That was a series. Yeah, Castlevania Rebirth and Gradius Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jeremy Parrish or someone already did this, but we need to probably like we need to do a feature on like download these games. Before, yeah, Jeremy did that at Retronauts. It's really cool because there's there's all these like tweaked Japanese games yeah. that should shouldn't have ever had yeah. an audience here, yeah. and they somehow got on the virtual console. It's so good. Love that. Good good work, Jeremy. It happened, if you're listening, it happened once. He's not. It's on Retronauts. I have to imagine it'll happen again. Yep, they'll come back again on Switch eventually. Probably not. Fingers crossed. Games are all going away unless they're like have loot boxes or yeah, that's true. some kind of online. Yeah, they're going to make them a games as a service thing. Yeah. You can buy torch fuel for Shadowgate. <laughs> Konami is like, we need to make the destiny of Gradius. <laughs> I would play that. <laughs> an, like an 8 bit destiny? Hey, if you make an 8 bit destiny. That's actually not. I'm suddenly coming around on this yeah. whole canceled Star Wars idea. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Wait, wait. It's that knocking. It must be the listeners from last week. <laughs> Bar the door. Uh, listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Eric in Wisconsin did. And he said, hey, guys, been listening for about a year now, and I don't think I've heard you guys talk about the Vita at all. <gasps> now, that's not true. We have talked about the Vita here and there. Usually it's as a punchline to some joke, but still, we have at least mentioned I put like 100 hours in my Vita this year. That's why uh, Andrew's on this week. He yeah. says, I had bought a Vita at launch for MLB The Show and the promise of Final Fantasy 15 on the go. Oh, I'm sorry. It says 10. 
Final Fantasy X. Mm. Oh, but that weird. actually came out, didn't it? Yeah, that came out. 10, 10, 2. My Vita fell victim to the Wii U and then the Switch. I'm looking to get back into playing it as I'm going to be traveling a fair amount for work soon and want to take something with me besides the Switch. I currently own Spelunky, MLB Yay. 15, Final Fantasy X, Hot Shots Golf, and Assassin's Creed Liberation. Oh, yeah. What are some That's other great one. games you guys would recommend on the Vita? Uh, Persona 4 Golden. Yep. Number number one for sure. That's the reason to... That's a gigantic RPG you can play forever. Uh, th- it's this weird... like So a lot of Vita games that are coming came to PS4 as well. So like I played, I put like 40 hours in Danganronpa 3 on Vita, but you can play that on PS4. Is that the Danganronpa you'd recommend? You got no, you have to play one and two to play three. Okay. But those games are fantastic. They're so weird and funny and just awesome. Uh, and there's still stuff coming. Like the Persona dancing games are still coming. Mm-hmm. There's uh, There's... A very small sliver of life left in that thing. Do you do our top 25 Vita list? Uh, I usually yeah, contribute, but I think oh, we, we killed it. it. Yeah. No, yeah. And what, so, do you again, know what like, was up there? I mean, Uncharted has a game on it, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it. No, no. That, I think that Uncharted game is great. Gold I, Abyss. It's better than Uncharted 1. It, I was kind of tainted because I, I did some a really tough strategy guide for that. It was hard to find. It's, those games, Assassin's Creed Liberation and uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss, I wish you could like patch it out, but like they they have very gimmicky early Vita stuff where like yeah, you're you required the, to... You pinch the screen from... Or like you, you hold them up stuff. to the light to prove that That's like the right. camera... Can, there's like so much yeah. weird stuff. Um, Just like DS did. Tearaway is amazing. Yeah, it is Tearaway, such an... It is the only That's game essential. on Vita that is built entirely from the ground up for Vita in a way that doesn't feel gimmicky. It is really it. smart. Yeah, and then they put it on PS4. For. That version, fine, but it's, it's not as like magical as... Like, Tearaway, it's not like a spoiler, I guess, but like the way... Like, when you start that game, you're only using about half of the commands in the Vita, and the way it slowly reveals more of the Vita's functions to you and opens them up is so smart and cute. <laughs> Mina Molecule, man. They really get it. If you like turn-based strategy games, I would recommend Disgaea 4. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. another game you can uh, spend a lot of time with. Also, the Vita is the se- like it's by far the secret best way to play PS1 games. You can get PS1 any PS1 yeah. classics. Yeah, Metal PS1. Gear is supposed to be really good. Metal Gear, Final Fantasy VII, like the original version. Well, good funny. call. I mean, good speaking call. of games, you know, going away or coming back, there were games that were gone forever and then came back, but they're only on like Vita and PS3. Yeah. And so it's like I want to play Suikoden 2 like so bad, but there's not a PS4 version, and so yeah. it's like, well, yeah, yeah, for people looking for Persona 3, Vita's probably a really smart way to play Persona 3 Portable. Is the Little Big Planet on Vita any good? Little Big Planet's great. We actually gave it a Vita Game of the Year over Persona 4 Golden the year they both came out, which is a very controversial in history. It's rough. I would recommend both SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist. Mm -hmm. Both of those are on Vita. Yeah, uh, Gravity Rush. I mean, you should play it on PS4 because it's better, but if you want to play in the go, it's a perfectly great way to play. I love Gravity Rush 2 so much. I need to go back to Gravity Rush. Uh, and he said he already already has Spelunky. Uh, Andrew and I are both big Spelunky fans. Yep. But I would also Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Which is another awesome love yeah. that Rogue game. game. Game's so that. good, portable. Yeah. Uh, also, Downwell is a really really. Good, it, it's probably Ooh. better on mobile, but it's really really good on Vita. All right, this that was is, a good list. Yeah, there you good go. Good work, everybody. The, I mean, I have hundreds more. I, I think the Vita, the library. <laughs> I, I love. Now, I love the Vita. I hundreds is an exaggeration. I love the Vita. I, I think hundreds is lowballing it. I, I think of games you love on the Vita. Yeah, I, I, all of the best. All right, we're going to write these out after if this. Hundreds is lowballing it. The only thing left is thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, of games you love on the Vita. Of games that I think are you're going to run out in the forties. Uh, you can go to a GameStop right now and get a refurbished fat Vita for seventy nine dollars, and you have access to well, hundreds. But of you great could games. buy a new one. For like uh, 150. Nice one, like yeah. 150, yeah. But I'm just saying, like you can you can trade in three PS4 games and get a, a refurbished Vita. And the Vita is the only console I didn't buy. And now Sony's just going to publish all so those games on the you. Switch anyway. Yeah, apparently. 
I think in a long time. This is Michael from Canada, and Canada has an exclamation point. Canada! Canada! Uh, he says, I love the high level of educational talks on GameScoop, and I've oh, learned wow. quite go a bit that of, far. I've learned quite a bit of video game history, and it's fun listening to you guys discuss the hottest topics going on right now. Yeah, like airport firefighters. And makes my work days go by a little bit faster. Uh, makes our work go by faster, too. Yeah, that's true. He says, uh, my question to you guys is, do you think it's mandatory to play the first game of a series, or is it beneficial mm. to play the first installment of a series? I bring this up because lately there have been some sequels to games, Evil Within 2 and the upcoming Wolfenstein. I found myself wanting to play the new Wolfenstein game, but I've never played any of the other games in the series. Do you think it's ever a good idea to jump into a game on the second or third installment and just watch a recap video of the previous titles? I actually really struggle with that personally. Like There's, there's franchises that I'd like to get into that you know, I feel like I need to go back and struggle through the first like slightly less great games in order to get to the one that everybody really loves. Um, not just because uh, you know of story continuity or whatever, because as you say, you know you can watch YouTube to catch up on that. Yeah. But but just to see you know the evolution of the mechanics and the new ideas and see them sort of layer on you know the progression of that game in the studio. Um, but then inevitably I give up like halfway through you know the mediocre game that's now eight years old, and then I never even get to like. The game that I wanted to play in the first place, um, I'm a little bit like I have a pile of shame of just dozens of games that I haven't gotten through for that. That's the cycle that I go yeah. through with video games. I would say it, it depends heavily on what on how story based the game is, because like so in the case of Wolfenstein, too, I actually probably would recommend you go back and play the first one uh, because this is a direct sequel to the story of the first game. But like and strangely, like the strongest thing about that game was the story. Yeah, well, the gunplay is really fun too. Uh, but in the case of like Assassin's Creed Origins, I think you yeah. can just you can just jump right in there. Yeah, the game. But it would I, have been hard to totally... jump into like the other Assassin's Creeds before Origins. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, so I think it's, it's not always... it's like anything else, right? It's like TV shows are the same way. There are TV shows that are just you know episodic. Like yeah. no one is like you need to watch the first nineteen seasons of Law and Order before you can watch season twenty. But <laughs> at the same minute, time, who are these guys? Yeah. What's going on here? But if you jump into someone Breaking Bad. Season three without having yeah, seen one and two, one. you're gonna be like, What? And so I think like you just have to I think you nailed it. Like for games that are super, super nailed story it. heavy, play the story. I, I mean, I started Metal Gear with Metal Gear Solid Four and I was like, This yeah, is stupid no and it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Why, yeah. It didn't hurt my interpretation of the game. I, See, would, I would never <laughs> be able to like I Metal Gear is a weird example because I have played that franchise over the years, but I would have to go back and start mm-hmm. with Metal Gear Solid. Oh, if I were to what about the Witcher? In, I never played the other two Witcher. I had games. to I had to play Witcher one and two first. <laughs> I'm si- like that's what like that's how I am with games. Like I feel I feel too weird starting with like mm. three or like, like Skyrim. I never played the other games. Well, yeah, See, I did make an exception for Elder GTA. Games. I never played well, like one Final or two. Fantasy games. You don't need like they're standalone. You know, I never you played Elder Red. I would recommend you play through uh, earlier Uncharted games before yeah. jumping into Uncharted Four. Yeah. But I feel like you could just play Resident Evil Seven without ever having played a Resident Evil before that. Yeah, for sure. I, there are games. There are I, there are at least ten games that I'd like to play that I won't play because I feel like there's too much pressure for me to go back and play the earlier games like i like uh, yeah I'm trying like to think rock band three without having played rock band one and two sam and justin and i have all been playing a lot of shadow of war i don't think you've been playing it. have you andrew no not yet uh would you guys say people should play the first game before they play the second one maybe just play one or the other I mean, I I am playing to you know Shadow of War and finding the story and plot completely incomprehensible. So I don't yeah. know whether that means 
like I played the first and I find the sequel incomprehensible. So I comprehend it. I just think it's bad. I don't. I don't. Understand <laughs> We've talked about that on like three episodes. Why I'm now. doing what I'm doing? Yeah, really or who I'm taking missions from? Or why care? Like did none of get, it. Did you get the tree lady yet? Oh, I did the tree lady last night. I hated that part. None um, of it I makes really like, sense. I really like the game, but that character was Damon, so annoying. Damon likes the game, and you know Dan gave it an eight point five. They both like the game I much think Dan more. Dan gave it a nine, didn't he? Oh, maybe he did. He oh, really yeah. It's in the nines. Yeah. I, man, I don't think that game. It's because there's a bunch of, a lot of games have this problem. There's a bunch of stupid stuff because it's a video game. Yeah. That happens. And then the good part of it is like really appealing to people yeah. that like that type of game. And Dan really liked that part. I really like the part I'm in now. But man, I can ignore all that other yeah. stuff. But it no. did take hours of my life, which I'm a little bit resentful about. I just know? like the Come orcs on. are completely non threatening. Like you can just bolt away from them. Like they can't, you can run right by them at any time. Like, and they play guitar apparently. And, and that's not even uh, a joke. They yeah. play yeah. lute. Yeah. You mean the general. Yeah, the general yeah. orcs. Yeah, but you but even it, get things that make it so you upgrade it, yeah. and you just can completely. Like the game it. plays yeah. it being a stealth game, but there's no re- like I run by with impunity, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. uh, and then I just keep running, and there's no consequence. <laughs> yeah, at all it for becomes it. the 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 thing that I like that I'm in doing now is that you collect orcs that are good, yeah. and then you use them in these big battles. And the battles are super funny and cool, and it's like a giant melee in this big castle. Yeah. And you either, even if you lose the castle, you have to do all the stuff to get it back. Like, it's super fun and great. Yeah. But, like, everything that got me there is, like, totally wasn't worth my time. I should say I'm six hours in, maybe. Yeah. And so I haven't even gotten to, like, you know, the, all the stuff that makes this game really unique amongst AAA. Like, right now, it's sort of a B-minus tier action-adventure game, and but it does have all these cool systems and mm-hmm. innovations that set it apart from you know other action adventure games that I to be fair I and you can't even, recruit or anything I haven't even really say, explored would, them yet you should try to at least make it to act two so you can do the recruitment stuff because I do think that part's really cool yeah and when the orcs refuse your recruitments and they, they do all them. these twists they gotta be shamed. it's really funny and man there's a lot of dialogue in that game it just goes on and on and on so every orc can do so many different yeah. things and act so many different ways I have one that's terrorizing me, and his name is Douche the Maniac. <laughs> that is not a joke. His name is Douche the Maniac. How do you spell and he that? comes back from the dead over and over again. D-U-S-H. <laughs> the. Do the other orcs chant his name maniac. when he shows up? And I shamed him in a way that made him crazy. So now he doesn't even taunt me anymore. Yeah, I was telling saying this before. He just giggles. Yeah. But I don't think I'd let you guys know before that his name is Douche the Maniac. Yeah. I made, Pretty amazing. I, well, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to make him a captain one day. I uh, I'm not giving up on the game yet because I don't think it's awful. I'm just I'm just like a little bit bored by it. Um, so I'm gonna keep keep giving it some shots. But I've decided I'm gonna start skipping cutscenes. All right. Well, so if you like, hear all the orcs wow. chanting "douche, douche, douche, douche run," I just know. run. I I have a question about the about Middle Earth, the Tolkien yeah. lore. Yeah. Well, it's not gonna be answered by yeah. this game. <laughs> no, it's no, not. I, that's why I'm asking you guys. No, right. Shelob's normally a spider. And hey, did you see that Shelob's dress has two <laughs> straps and then has little three straps for her arms, and she's like, like a, looks like a spider. Okay, my question about I have a question about Middle Earth. Yeah, is Middle Earth a country, mm. a continent? It's continent. Is it a planet? It's yeah. a continent. continent. It's a continent on what planet? It is unnamed. It might be named okay. Arda. Just, Did I make that up? Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. So there are other there are other It's not a planet though. It's a flat flat yeah. plane of existence. Yeah. Whoa. It, so and not a planet. Valinor was curled up out of the ocean. Yeah, it's a land. There's other there's so you other can, there's you other can sail to Valinor, but it's like a peel of land up into the air of the ocean. Tolkien was a flat earther? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Flat wow. middle earth. Flat, flat middle earth. I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Ryan Turford. Okay. Where is he from? He did not say. Well, then we don't do the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's from Middle game. Earth. I base everything off of where they're from. Yeah, Cincinnati, Florida, it really yeah, matters. It really I like that questions 1 through 19 is just Sam trying to guess where this guy's from. <laughs> You're playing on yeah. hard mode today. <laughs> Let. Are you serious? Are we actually playing on hard mode? Let the questioning be. Is that a clue? Does uh does this game have multiplayer? No. How would you start with that? That's Mind a, your own business. <laughs> go back to beyond. It'll it eliminates beyond. what do you think? I think it eliminates like twenty percent of all games. So now we're down to eighty percent of the totality of games. Did this game come out wait, what is it, January first, two thousand? Is that thing? Did this game come out before January first, two thousand? Yes. Did it come out before nineteen ninety? No. Nineties game. Told you what to study. Saturn. Damn it, you were totally right, too. And uh, did this game come out in the 16-bit era? Well, uh, what is the 16-bit era? Did this game come out during the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis era? Uh, are we allowed to ask so era like, questions? I mean, yeah, like, I think you need years. I need a more specific. Cause there's like a lot of overlap. and um, It's like when you ask Siri, like, find me food. And she's like, what kind of food do you want? <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, did it come out? I mean, you could just ask on a 16-bit like, console. You know, it, you know it came out in the 90s, but the Genesis came out in 89, so I don't know. Did what. this game come out on a 16-bit console? No. <laughs> okay. It could be a 16-bit <laughs> handheld. Well, I don't know how many bits the handheld. Is this a handheld game? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? I, it seemed a little unnecessary about that. Why? <laughs> GBA and Game Boy are both right. not 16-bit consoles. You're so wait, right. does that mean... Damon, you. It's not on. Uh, it's not on Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Super Nintendo, or Genesis. So it's probably on Saturn, PlayStation, that Nintendo sixty-four, PlayStation One. Did this, did this game, game come out after nineteen ninety-five? No. Okay. Is it so? What is it? A late? Whoa, 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 PC, PC, PC. <laughs> is this a? Did this game come out? I mean, it's PC or arcade. Well, well or there, like are there, Sega are CD, thirty-two X. Are there any nineties NES games? Like or late NES games? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's games. unlikely. Uh, we had one last week. Yeah. Did this game come out on PC? No. What? Well, okay. Was Odama, it's tell, a, just did, tell us what yeah. game this came out. Did, did, <laughs> did, did this, did this, this game, game come out on NES? Yes. Okay. okay. Late NES game. Yeah. Right, uh, Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi. Wario. Wario's, Wario's Woods. Woods. Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, do, is this game made by Nintendo? No. Mega Man Six. Mm-hmm. Could be the Mega Man's. I don't know which of those. But I was referring to Little Nemo. That was one in the '90s before. I don't know. So wait, wait, wait. '90 to '95 NES. Yeah. In here. I mean, no multiplayer. Not made by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I don't is, know. Why. Is the developer still in business today? '90 and '90, and you said this is after '90. Andrew asked, "Is the developer still in business today?" The answer is yes. That's ten. Uh, is this game a sequel? No. Well, not making. We're on eleven. Should we ask if it has sequels? Yeah. All right. Does it have sequels? No. <laughs> Damon. We're boned. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Late oh. NES game not made by Nintendo. It, not but, a sequel. Do we establish it's after January 1st, 1990? Yeah. Yes. But before January 1st, 1995? Yes. yes. On the okay. So that's not really late NES. That's like 1990 was a major NES year. Well. Super late. Mario Brothers 3 came out in 1990. Well, fair enough. Um. Not, but not not a first party game. No sequels is not a sequel itself. Is it based on a license? Good question. Yes. Good question. Good question. Team NT two, the arcade game. Yeah, but it's a sequel. 
Well, sort of. That's a good point. Well, yeah. that's a good point. The I first one I, I went to <laughs> was the wrong one. So, Tailspin, Ducktales, all those. Yeah, Ducktales, Dark, Darkwing Duck. Is it is it based Ooh. off a, a Disney brand? No. Okay. It's not Little Nemo. Ram Rambo. Yeah, there's lots of cool licenses from that. RoboCop Three. That's a sequel to Batman. <laughs> Batman. Batman was an '89 by Sunsoft. I don't think they're around Batman anymore. 89. I was saying before we came in here that I'm so good at GameScope, and I'm so bad at Twitter. <laughs> like I always end up sitting here silent or just making goofs. Well, what are some? Sorry, guys. Think of things you watched in that era, era that might have been the show. a license. There's so many. There's like Indiana Jones games. There's all kinds of crap. Maybe you should invite me and then not let me in the room again. There's, okay, so no sequels. It's not a sequel. It's a one-off licensed game. Yeah. It'd mm. be California Raisins. That never came out, though. <laughs> cool spot. Was yeah. Should we bit. try to get the developer? You said it's still around? I mean, yes. I kind of want to know. I feel it's, like... Oh, did we not, ask if it's a Japanese game? No. We, we did, did we? Does no. it matter? Should we just ask if it's Konami and Capcom and get it lucky? It doesn't help me. I mean, if it helps I think you. it's worth burning sure. two questions on, is it Konami and is it Capcom? No, I would ask Japanese, probably. Is it a Japanese game? No. So it's not Ultra, etc. I think we got a turret on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bad game. Maybe the Karate Kid. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe Jaws. Ooh, Jaws. Yeah. Jaws. Jaws is pretty Jaws. solid. <laughs> Who developed Jaws? <laughs> Dude. It is crazy plausible that this is Jaws. I just love how it, if it was a licensed game not made by Japan, <laughs> it's just got to be terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is it based off of a movie license? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Jaws we got, is looking good. Jaws, yeah, it's looking real good. Can we ask if the film I can't believe it came out. I feel like it came out before 1990, though. Yeah, I think But that's so just too. a feeling. And then who made it? Oh I mean, it boy. could have been it could have been like a crazy early like Activision game, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been you know any of them, any of those. So, what movies came out in 1990? It's going to be based on Jaws. It's, I mean, I know they didn't come out that year. There's an Indiana Jones game. Ghostbusters. There's that was before. Two. It's 86. It's not a sequel. There's Gremlin, back Gremlins Back to the Future. Back to the Future two. Gremlins one and two, but, but all those were eliminating by the sequel. The sequels, yeah, exactly. Was there a Jaws two game? But so here's the question. <laughs> and then there's make, Goonies two. But wait, but that's not. Sequel to that. Philosophical question. Hmm. Gremlins movie comes out, you make a Gremlins video game. Gremlins 2 movie comes out, you make a Gremlins 2 video game. Mm -hmm. Would you call that video game a sequel? I mean, for the purpose of this game, yes. I don't know. It's an adaptation. uh, Yeah, as you said, there's like Rambo, there's Die Hard. Die Hard. What year did Die Hard come out? Die Hard surely got sequels. And who made it? Is this based on an, should we say animation or action movie? I don't, I'm, Does that help at all? Is this based on a live action movie? Maybe. I mean, what animated movies are there? Because we know it's not Disney. Yeah. It, I'd like the Sp- Spielberg thing. What about the action yeah. movie? Just like, just to narrow down, or, or horror, or, or whatever? you could try going in the franchise direction. You could ask if there are still movies made in this franchise today, because that would get you Die Hard. Does the movie have sequels? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Does the movie, like, is the movie still an active franchise today? Because Die Hard I, is. I wouldn't say Die Hard is. There's a new Die Hard movie coming out. All right. Ask it. You didn't get asked well, no, in a while. No, no. It's okay. I don't <laughs> no, I like burn, it. I, I like it. I think it's a good question. question. We have four questions left. Oh, that's not enough. Never mind. Don't yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Spielberg because, you know, it's very active in the 80s. And it and, I, and I'm we're, we're, we're like 40% sure it's Jaws. What are you asking? Did Spielberg direct the movie in which this game is based? 
Burn it. <laughs> is do, do is this a based off of Spielberg movie? No. Oh, three questions. He left. rolled the dice and he lost. <laughs> three questions. Now I just want to be like, are there dogs? Hey, there's a Star Wars game for uh, NES. NES too. There is, a, but there's a sequel. But it's I thought it was made in Japan. The one where he turns uh, into a. Squirrel. There is a Japanese one also. That's a different game. All right, so it's a movie game. I mean, it's not Rambo. I think that's still but like too Rescuers early. Down Under isn't Disney, is it? Or is it? That wasn't a game. It's hundred percent a game. Maybe not in any. No, but there's the Little Mermaid, and there's the Lion King. But we know it's not Disney. How do we know that? Do we? Well, I asked. I asked if it was based off a Disney property, and he said, "Oh, no. okay, okay, okay." Then why are we? And then later we zeroed in on movie. Because I was thinking Duck. That's what I asked it. I asked I it right. After I don't Duck remember Tales. that Disney question. I don't think you asked that question. Yeah, I don't think so either. I did. We have it on tape. All right. All right. <laughs> I may not have judges. Well, <laughs> you don't have many questions left, so I don't know if you want to. We only have two left. Three left. Well, one of them has to be yeah. a guess. Basically, yeah. dogs in it. Sam, I mean, I, I want to know if it was like, I don't know what I want to know. Like, if it was like a genre film, like a superhero or like horror or sci-fi. Yeah, that'd be great. I was gonna say action is a, okay. a genre, right? But like, yeah. But maybe that's too general. And it's not Jaws. <laughs> My worry about asking if you burn one on a genre question, if, you, if you're like. Early. Is it an action movie? And he goes, no, that doesn't actually help us narrow anything down. And it helps us eliminate stuff, but it doesn't help it's, us narrow it down. It's almost surely an action movie, because otherwise it wouldn't have a video game. Like, it's not going to be a video but game adaptation of yes. my dinner with Andre. <laughs> There's Last Action no. Hero. Oh, uh, Splatoon. Or Platoon, I mean. <laughs> not Splatoon. I love Splatoon. What year did Platoon come out? Yeah? All right. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I was leaning too close to the mic, because I was... Okay. Getting excited. I was thinking too is hard. It, yeah. Should we? All right. Three questions. I, uh, is it based on a war movie? Should we do that? Yeah. Is it based on a war movie? No. Oh. Because that would get us. Based on a war movie. That's Rambo and so yeah. many, so many of those other games. Hmm. So we have one more question, then we have to make a guess. So um, there's the last Starfighter for sci-fi. Ooh. I think that's a little early though. I don't want to do superhero because it was really only Batman back then or Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, there could have been other superhero things that I'm not thinking of. There's a Superman game but again, that's terrible. But again, all There's... those would have gotten sequels. Any Batman, like there were multiple Batman games. There were multiple Superman games. There's so many licensed games. Toxic Avengers, Creature from the Black Lagoon. There's all the, there's X-Men, Silver Surfer. There's just like a million. Yeah, but not based off, like Silver Surfer's not based off a of film. No, none of them are like film-based though. And it didn't get, and it, and it didn't get any sequels. So it's got to be, it's got to be like an adaptation of some movie from back then. Oh, you know what would help is if we ask if there are dogs in it. Why do you think that would help? No, I just, I just like no which dog movie. To clarify, we, we when you asked uh, if it's getting if it had sequels, I meant the video game did not have. Yeah, sequels. no video game sequels, and the video game is not a sequel. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So yeah, I mean, I think I think this is like a big action series, like Terminator, or RoboCop, or something like that. What, yeah, what was it? What's the RoboCop NES game? There's three of them. <laughs> Okay. One, so, two, and three. So, so does that mean it can't be that? Yeah. I think so. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the sequel thing, it really trips me up whether the game adaptation of a movie sequel counts as a sequel to the I think that counts. To the can, game. Are you allowed to say if it counts? Well, we can talk about that philosophically, but let me say that this game has a title, and there was never another yeah. game released with this title, too. Got it. Gotcha. That makes sense. There's so it's not going to be Back to the Future Part Two and Three, yeah. which is the worst NES card. Yeah, or, or there's a Ghostbusters Two, and then there's a Godzilla One and Two. Uh, I give up. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Spielberg. I don't think I have enough information to make the call on this. There's just so many American-made oh, crap games. Left. 
But but it was made by a company that's still around, and that's a darn good clue. Is this based off a horror movie? What what American companies are? God. Yes. Is it Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. No. Oh. Is Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. So Friday the 13th might have been a Japanese game, too. So if this were 21 questions, we would have 100% gotten it. Nightmare on Elm Street, developed by Rare. Wow. Whoa. Published by LJN in 1990. This was hard mode. Yeah. 1990. But LJN. I feel like Wait, you guys... What? LJN? Yeah. Published Man. by LJN. So we got screwed by Rare this time. Did I, uh, still around. Did I screw it up for us by going rogue on asking Friday yeah, the 13th? I we were all think thinking Friday the 13th it, right? was a Japanese game. Would yeah, you we were definitely. Do you think you would have gotten it. Nightmare on Elm Street? Sorry, <laughs> well, I would have been wavering about it, but I, I did guess it on twenty-one because Nightmare is a weird NES. Game. No, but you, it doesn't matter if you guessed it on three. If you guessed already, don't doesn't it? I'm not, not. saying we would. I'm just saying oh, I, I don't think you screwed it. I don't think you screwed us over. One, Justin, I think you're great. One thing I think you guys uh, should have done is thought about what time of year it is, and if you could have gained the system a little bit, if you thought, well, mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, Halloween you mean because and Christmas is coming up. Yeah, yeah, but how would we know that you like famous monsters? Yeah, I know. We could have no no. We could have gotten to horror sooner. <laughs> yeah, but then we would have thought it was Jaws. So it, horror is a pretty unusual genre for an American NES game from 1990 and later. But kind of not really. We came up with three. Also, Nightmare is not a series I associate with the 90s at all. Well, it was, it's. I mean, yeah, but the first movie was like 84 or 85. So yeah, this was a late. This game arrived late after the movies had were. were Got that popular, I think. Yeah, when I bet there was a nightmare in the ninety early nineties. Oh yeah. Oh, I oh yeah. I had a nightmare in the early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one with Super Mario Brothers in it. A nightmare? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, there was a nightmare in Elm Street. Was movie. using one of the yeah, where he like, puts the kid in like a Super Mario Brothers game. There's a nightmare with Johnny Depp in it. Mm-hmm. The first That's one. First, the first one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never seen any of the first two. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think one and three are good. Or no, three. I've seen one in Insane Asylum and the first one. Three is the Insane Asylum. Okay, definitely Which, seen that, that one's one. fun, but it's campy. And yeah. The first one's like the only like really serious. I really want to watch them all. I wish those were like the kind of things that would just show up like streaming. Yeah, they never. Yeah, are. Well, they never so are. They try this, to make money off them. They never are this time of year for sure. Yeah, and I, that's why I was laughing so much when he said, "Well, it's a licensed game, not made by Japan." Yeah, so. the third. <laughs> because yeah, this game is obviously terrible. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Yep. Well, better luck next time. Thank you for the uh, suggestion here. What was your name? Ryan Turford. From mystery. (laughs) From question mark. That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for joining us, Andrew, even though you're very tired. I am. I I, I went out of Pokemon. Pokemon exploits in Austin. You finally got the Squirtle? Yeah, yeah, finally. Uh, by the time this episode's up, you can read about my weird adventure flying 2,000 miles to catch Pokemon. You know, I just chose Squirtle as my starting Pokemon. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> Sam, is it true that when we walk out of the studio right now, it's it's possible that Super Mario Odyssey might be in the office? It's possible. It's possible. Oh, man, for some it reason, possible. I don't know why, but for some reason I thought you were going to say there would be food of some So did I. I was I like, is it take? possible there's going to be food outside? Yeah. There's free sushi today. That's not something I really want to claim from the break room. Free not all day. sushi, everybody. Pizza sits like for two hours and it's fine. It's, yeah. Not a, yeah. No, it was no. brought in for talent. Yeah. That means only Damon's allowed to eat External it. talent. <laughs> I don't know what external. Anyway, this is uh, really getting off track here. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. That's our show. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. I shook you in my dream As hard as I could stand When I stopped you fell away Pockets full of sand
crashing and decay Twitching in the net again Trying to get away I am living in between The pleasure and the pain And love is glowing in the night And mounting in the Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.